Zothkug has been killing time watching over the cipher truck all day. Your friends left this morning to go investigate the Thief King's abandoned keep for signs of the Rod of Seven Parts. And at that time, the sun wasn't yet over the horizon. Now, it's glowing an angry red through the tree canopy as it sinks. The steady drizzle that spent the day with you is showing no signs of leaving. After sending his messages to Yathamikonid about having four guys, Delvers, scope out the Royal Clan holdings, and after making sure the cipher truck was very well hidden from, you know, external threats, what else has Zothkug been doing to just kind of pass the time today? Probably uh, tending to his plant, uh, scouting the immediate area for just local fauna and flora, see what's around, um, anything useful he could use in future adventures. At some point, he'd probably accidentally like doze off, un- unrealizing, and then like snap back awake and look around and hope that everything's the same. You actually haven't heard from Jeb, Allen, or Fox since this morning when they sent you a weird series of messages about how Fox was going to come and tell you something, and then Fox hadn't shown up yet, and then they were worried, and then Fox did show up, and he just had been peeing, and then he showed up and he explained to you, I heard something out to the east, and then he left again, and you didn't hear anything else out to the east. It's just been drizzling rain all day. So that's pretty much been your day, kind of chilling in the foliage, maybe reading a good book, you know, whatever. Um, But now, as the sun is setting, and again, you can only see it as it kind of glows through the tree canopy around you, so it's not super tight, but off in the distance, you can hear a weird kind of mechanical, like, whirring noise, uh, like, almost like a, like a whirring and a thumping. Like mechanical? Yeah. (laughs) Can I see anything? Not from where you are. Can I stand on the cipher truck and look? Uh, sure. Roll perception with disadvantage because you're still deep in the in the forests where it's hidden. Alrighty, I will take those odds. Oh, D and D Beyond is being very slow today. You can't make anything out in the distance. You you would have to go closer to see what it is. <laughs> okay. It's almost like approaching your area of forest, but not in a straight line. It's not walking towards you. It's walking along the edge of the woods. That's what I'm trying to say with my words. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Could I go to the edge of the woods and just like peek? Yeah, roll a stealth check to be all sneaky sneaks. Cool. Um... That is a 15. You get to the edge of the woods and you are still pretty well camouflaged. You found some different plants to hide yourself between. Plus you spent all day like looking at the local fauna and stuff. So you've got a really good sense of where everything is. You know, not to like step on twigs and snap things and whatever. You get to the edge of the woods and you, um, you're kind of using a tree for cover and it has like a little V-shaped split in the trunk that you can sort of peek through, you know, and you kind of blend into the tree. And on the other side, you are able to see three shadows moving uh, from the direction of the keep, actually northwards, like away from you into sort of the Udril, you know, like parts of Udril you haven't explored. At first, you can't quite determine what the different pieces are, but then you see one of them stop and actually dismount. And it is a uh, tall figure who is being escorted by three mechanized constructs that are sort of in the vague shape of like dogs or or wolves or something like that. They're about that height, about that size. 
um, but they're they're steel constructs. And and as he turns and you get his profile silhouetted against the setting red sun behind you, you recognize this as Makar. As you contemplate what to do, we realize that that means it's story time at the Wing Badger Tavern. But before we get to a story at the Wing Badger Tavern, we have a quick message for you from one of our sponsors, us. Hello, are you tired of just sitting around? Are you tired of your typical missions and adventuring of saving cats from trees or helping Mrs. Smith cross the street? Boy, do I have an offer for you. Come join Four Guys Ventures and Vibes as we send you to the journey to find the Great Fiend. All equipment and rations will be provided. To join, all you have to do is go to our Discord and opt into the I Want to Be a Merc role in the announcements channel. But hurry, space is limited. Four Guys Ventures and Vibes is not responsible for loss of digits, limbs, or life or other extremities. Terms and conditions apply. We'll be right back. Sunir. Gontos. Kotex. Awara. Long ago, the four ancients created a world in harmony. Then, everything changed when the chat emped magic. Only Kelnor, master of good vibes, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. Two years have passed, and four adventurers have discovered a conspiracy, a company selling magic. And although their roleplay is great, they have a lot of XP to earn before they're ready to save anyone. But I believe they can save the world. That's Matt. He's he's the rogue changeling, and he's uh, he plays Fox, who's a rogue changeling. It's Matt, and he broke his headphones d- during the the intro. <laughs> and you know that was that was Jake. He he plays a barbarian, uh, Azamar, and he he's a great friend who voices. You know, for his friend Bat, who just broke his headphones in the intro. I don't, I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Wash. I play Jebediah Peppermint, the gunfolk bull wizard. And, and I'm Trevor. We had a whole plan for this, and that got thrown out the window the second Matt broke his headphones so um i'm trevor i play zoth called the orc cleric and i will heal everyone here hello i'm josh not matt but i'm introducing myself like matt because we all missed out on the opportunity to hear matt introduce himself like matt i play your winged badger game master here at the winged badger tavern now let's continue with tonight's Adventure. Smooth. <laughs> Stuff's going on with Zothkug, but right now is not the time to think about stuff going on with Zothkug, because right now there's stuff going on with the rest of the party too. In fact, <laughs> right at this very moment, there is a dark reflection of Fox that is emerging out of a mirror, rushing towards Owlin. It draws Shadowmaster, and it leaps forward with the attack. This is a surprise round attack, and then we will roll initiative. Oh, dang. Uh, Owlin. Yeah. Dark Fox rolls a 16. Uh, that does hit. 
That does hit. I have your AC here now. I don't even need to That's ask. That's true. You, if it you just hits. have my sheet. Yeah, I ain't. <laughs> I know all this sheet. Why'd you take all my sheet, man? I should have known better. It deals eight points of necrotic damage <sighs> as the uh, as Shadow Master kind of stabs towards you, and the vapor is this deep, cold sort of drain on you Dang. as it stabs into your shoulder. Everybody except Zothkug, roll initiative. And I'll roll initiative for all of your dark reflections. Oh, no. So wait, where am I? You are in the mirror. Do I know this is happening behind me? Nope. Awesome. I got a 21. I got a 2. Oh, crap. That means I'm probably going to go first. I got a 9. Jebediah Peppermint, you do, in fact, go first. So, Jeb, you are just outside of the room to repaint the scene for you because it's been a week. This is a room with a pedestal in the center of it and a lead box on that pedestal. The lead box is laying sideways, and you're fairly confident that a piece of the Rod of Seven Parts is in it. Unfortunately, you've been unable to move that box, and there is a floor-to-ceiling mirror ahead of it and behind it, so the wall that like you aren't closest to. Both of those have a mirror on them, creating sort of an infinite tunnel effect. Fox stepped through the floor-to-ceiling mirror and is now in the reflection, attempting to manipulate the box so that you can take it off of the pedestal. He spun it around, and the floor tremored a little bit, However, as he walked in, Dark Fox walked out and leapt into the attack. He is now in melee range of Owlin with Shadow Walker drawn and has stabbed him in the shoulder. And that is what brings us to your turn. You have 30 seconds to collect information or ask questions before you need to make a move. Okay, so we are in the doorway because Fox went in. So Dark Fox has like come all the way across the room. Is the room octagonal? Is it square? The room is perfectly square and Owlin is in it closer to the pedestal because he was holding the rope to brace Fox. Now the rope snapped when Fox went through the mirror, but he followed him in a little bit to do that. I'm going to pull off a... Uh, a number three shell, slam it into my my blunderbuss, and uh, and like shoot it downwards at the ground, and this flame's gonna go up around me. I'm going to cast a Shardalon Stride. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot this at Owlin. Oh. I'm gonna shoot it at his ankles and cast this on Owlin. Billowing flames of a dragon blast from your feet, oh. granting you explosive speed. For the duration, your speed increases by 20, and move doesn't provoke attacks of opportunity. Oh. Also, when you move within five feet of a creature or object that isn't being blah, 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 it takes a D6 of fire. So as you move and circle around this dude, mm. he's taking a D6 of fire <laughs> from your heat trail. So immediately, as the fire lights uh, and starts to like shoot out of your feet, Dark Fox takes one hit point of fire damage. Real Fox also does. Oh. Ooh. And then I duck around the... Uh, the corner of the door. So to remind the viewers or anyone who might not have been there last week, um, behind this is basically a room that is full of this swirling mist that's been rising up out of the ground. And there are a whole bunch of tall mirrors that are like about a person's width that are kind of just slowly rotating on on um, like little pivot points at the center. So they're spinning around like revolving doors basically all throughout this room, just a huge grid of them. That brings us to the next person in initiative order, which is Dark Fox. Uh-oh. Dang Fox, I hope you roll as well as I roll as you <laughs> um, because otherwise you're going to look real dumb tonight. Uh, another eight points of necrotic damage as he gets you with a with, with Shadow, uh, Shadow Walker. Oh no. Fox, you are inside the mirror and in front of you, the reflections of Owlin and Jeb have stopped matching what was in the room. They are they are moving on their own. And in fact, Owlin in particular has drawn the scimitar of speed and rushes you with it. He doesn't have flamey feet, does he? No, he doesn't have flamey feet. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> 
okay, something's not right here. The first one hits you and then you're like able to like, what the heck are you doing, Alan? And you get out of the way and it deals six points of damage as he slices across you. As he slices you, I guess only Alan can see because Jeb ducked around the corner, but you see like a slash mark appear across Dark Fox's chest. Oh. It like tears into his robe a little bit. Alan, buddy, uh, mirror Alan? Uh, all right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, head back through the mirror. To get away from mirror Alan is going to provoke an attack of opportunity. Mirror Allen is going to try and grapple you uh, and hold you disengage. in the mirror. Oh, okay. I'm going to disengage. I remember my bonus actions for once, sir. The mirror is not far. You can easily make it in this distance. However, you do need to pass a constitution check to get through the mirror. You gotta love the times I've used my con stat as my dump stat. <laughs> you run towards the mirror and you like slam yourself into it like shoulder first trying to push through and it's not easy like it was to go the other direction and so you're like surprised to see it's kind of it kind of bows and then like pushes back and in the room with you Alan the reflection of Fox is sort of like warped back towards the mirror and then straightens back out again into into place and kind of like shakes itself and, and becomes aware of itself. Okay I think what Alan is going to do is going to run past um dark uh fox and kind of run through the mirror and like kind of push fox back into that side of the mirror because his thought is okay we just need to get into the mirror and grab the thing and get back out and he's seeing that i see you're gonna push dark fox into the mirror or you're skipping dark fox i think skipping dark fox well no that leaves dark fox with jeb uh that would be an interesting idea. Okay, Alan's gonna try to like tackle Dark Fox and like push him through the mirror if he can. That'd be that'd be interesting. Yeah. You initiate the grapple and shove him towards the mirror. I'm picturing it like a linebacker. Yes. Like you just slam into him and pile drive him straight yep. through the the glass of the mirror. Yep. The membrane, just like it was for Fox, it feels really cold and almost like a cold that starts on the inside and works its way out, mm. where you like feel that kind of like rib shaking cold, and then it spreads through your arms. As you shove Dark Fox back into the mirror, Fox, you feel yourself forcibly ejected through the membrane. Oh. It shoves you through Whoa. to the other side. You're a rogue and you're able to catch yourself and roll and it doesn't like harm you or anything, but you are yeah, thrown no. through the membrane and kind of land on the other side. Looking up, you can see that Dark Owlin is standing above you. Oh, dang it. <laughs> Uh, Alan's next move that he's just going to try to grab and dash with the, the lead box that we think has the rod in it. So Also, I forgot to roll it, but uh, don't forget to take your four points of damage from a Shardalon stride, Fox. Um, oh, dang. His, his fire boots. My fire boots gotcha. I'm not feeling so hot. You are feeling hot. You're feeling too hot. Are you unconscious? <laughs> no, I'm not unconscious, okay. but I'm just... Alan, you shove uh, Dark Fox into the mirror and looking up now see Dark Jeb standing there with his like his larger weapon leveled oh, at no. you. He's going to cast Lightning Bolt. Oh, no. He's going right for... He's he's going for blood. Of course he is. Dexterity save. Oh, no, not Alan. dexterity. Yep. This is not so good. 10. Ouch. 22 yeah. points of damage as Holy. a Lightning Bolt slams into you. The consolation is that above you, Fox, you're looking up at Dark Owlin, and all of a sudden, he, like, vibrates and his hair stands on end as, like, a shock races <laughs> through his system. Then Dark Jeb is just going to basically move far enough back that he's not in melee range for you. So he's walking backward. This is a reflection. So behind him, you know, there's a door that he can crawl behind and then there's all the, the mirrors in the distance. But he's just basically staying back far enough that you can't, 
you could dash, but you can't just walk up and hit him. And that will conclude Dark Jeb's turn and bring us to the top of initiative order for real Jeb. Okay. So, so important question. Do the dark uses look any different or are they just mirror reflections? They look the same as you looked when you first were looking at the mirror. So like they have not developed a shuttle on stride, you know, that kind of thing. They're no longer changing with okay. you. Okay. So Jeb peeks around the corner to assess the situation and he sees Dark Fox sitting in there, like in front of Owlin. Um Oh, cause he didn't look before. I'm I'm gonna make a wisdom uh, a wisdom check to see if I, he notices uh, Dark Owlin not having the like the flamey shoes or something. Oh, that's a four. Oh dear. Oh no. Fox, I'll give you a dexterity save, straight DC of ten, just the average amount of reaction time to notice that Jeb does not look like he's realized you're the real deal and like yell out to him or something. You mean a DC of six? No, I, right? I don't. A D- DC <laughs> six? Oh no. Is this another lightning bolt? <laughs> no, it's not a lightning bolt. I, I had planned this before all of the shenanigans went down, so I'm gonna stick with that original plan, but I'm gonna cast magic missile on him. Nine force damage. Ow. As he shoots three darts. Mm. Magical darts at Fox. Yowch. Feels so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, Dark Fox is not <laughs> oh, doing yeah. so well, so I, I bet Fox Fox is not doing so well. <laughs> Dark Fox, who's just been tackled into the mirror with Owlin, is going to try and use the grapple to get an attack on you rather than trying to escape. Okay. He can't quite get the leverage. You're like, you know, you've got his arms pinned to his sides and you're like linebacker's grip, and so he he can't get a grip. So he's like squirming around trying to hit you, but he, he can't make anything get happen. Get a grip. Got him. Dark Owlin, who just got hit by a lightning bolt and is standing over Fox, he spots Jeb, who's peeking in through the side and cast magic missile. He's going to assess Fox as being fairly heavily damaged and he's going to attack Jeb instead by pulling out his javelin and throwing it at him. He rolled a 14 to hit Jeb. Shield. It looks like it's going to hit you and at the last second you like kind of flip your blunderbuss around and fire it upwards or something and it like knocks it off course. That will conclude his turn and it will bring us to real Fox. What's going on, Alan? What? What? What is? I, I just I just came back through the mirror to, to get away from Alan. I am the real fox, okay? I I just came back through the mirror. All right, I don't know what's in there, but it's me. It's me, buddy. I, I, you in there, Alan? Jeb? Are you here? Am I still in the mirror? Jeb, no save needed. Matt, you have five seconds before I'm going to make you choose a move or defer. Um, I'm going to just roll to the left and disengage. Maybe take cover behind the pedestal or something like that. Yeah, just like 10 feet away. Yeah. And that concludes your turn, which brings us to real Owlin. Owlin, you are in the mirror area. Uh, you've still got Dark Fox grabbed mm-hmm. in that kind of bear hug. You're right next to the pedestal where the mirror reflection of the box is, and then a little bit further away taking cover, but watching you is Dark Jeb. Okay, my goal here, if I can do this all in one turn, however much I can do, let go of Dark Fox, grab the lead box, and attempt to take it back through the mirror. Go ahead and roll a strength check to try and disengage the box from the pedestal. Just straight strength? Yep, just straight strength. Also, as he turns away from Fox, you take five fire damage, and so does Dark Fox. I got a 22. It's a struggle. You feel like you only barely were able to do this, but almost like fighting two magnets, you can't quite lift it, but Mm -hmm. you can slide it to the edge of the pedestal and pull it off that way. And Fox tries to take like a leap at you, but your fire boot kind of like kick him away. And <laughs> Fire bad. You pull it off and you are able to run back towards the mirror just like last time. You need to make a constitution save to push your way through the mirror. 
just like Fox did. I got a 12. The mirror rolled an 18. Dang it. So again, you try and shove your way through, but you basically bounce off the membrane. And Fox, from your perch behind the pedestal, you see Dart Allen kind of waver back towards the mirror and then right himself again, and, and he's ready for more combat. Wait a minute. We could have avoided this whole thing if we just all walked through the mirror at the same time. <laughs> Didn't really think about that, honestly. That's that's kind of brilliant. Dark Jeb levels his weapon at you again, picks up a shell with like a number two handwritten on the side of it and drops it in. He casts Enlarge Reduce on you and he shrinks your size category by one oh. to a small creature. Then Dark Jeb is going to just maintain his position, basically. He's just watching to see what's going to happen. But I'm still holding on to the box, right? You are holding on to the box, okay. yes. And that brings us to Jebediah Peppermint, top of initiative order. You have oh, 30 dang. seconds. Fox, I don't know what's going on. Um, is it, are, are things moving back and forth? Like, I, I, are we, I just this came dude through the portal uh, mirror thing and I'm back here. Do we kill I, these guys or do we kill the mirror? No, because I, I don't know what you guys have been doing over here, but I have been feeling a lot of pain. I don't know what no means. Five seconds. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast, I'm going to take out the mirror. I'm going to cast Hand of Coal. I'm going to have it erupt out and smash into the mirror. I'm going to try and break this enchantment. Is it high-fiving the mirror or is it a fist slamming into the mirror? Um, I was thinking fist. Almost like an uppercut, just straight across the glass of the mirror. And it does leave a couple big scratches where the knuckles of the fist were, but it is not enough to like actually destroy the mirror. As it hits the mirror, you see all of the dark reflections lose their balance for a second. They like shake as if, you know, as if the ground underneath them has quaked a little bit. Um, Do I notice anything happened to Owlin in the mirror? You can see that he's smaller than you remember him being. But he didn't quake, so I would know that. Okay. Dark Fox, who has been recently released by Owlin, so he's free to move. He's going to take the opportunity to sneak attack you with his flank because you're facing the mirror. That's a, that's a lot. Five plus 14 is yeah, I'm, I'm, 19 I'm points unconscious. of damage. Um, Fox, who didn't have to move very far and has kind of the remainder of his move action, is going to use it to try and... He's going to just start slowly dragging Tiny Owlin back towards like the end of the room and where the infinite oh. mirror grid thing is. That's creepy. He only makes it 10 feet because he's like his move speed's limited and you're heavy and stuff. Did I drop the box uh, where I where I fell, basically? I'm going to flip a coin. You're going to call heads or tails to decide whether it's in the pile of unconscious Owlin or whether it fell next to him. Tails. Tails. So whatever you want happens. I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm somehow still like, ugh, you I, like passed uh, out in a way where it's like falling yeah. on your chest maybe. And you're, yeah. so yeah, Owlin still has the reflected okay. box. Dark Owlin in the room kind of vanishes in a mist of vapor. Uh, Jeb, uh, Owlin's gone. Uh, the, the bad Owlin which makes me worry about the real Owlin because I've been feeling a lot of pain, which I assume was you guys was attacking me. Bad me. I think I attacked real you, and I'm sorry. We need to go through this mirror at the same time. Why is that? Because if the Al bad Owlin's gone, real Owlin's probably unconscious or dead. Oh, snap. Okay. We need to go. Okay. But if, uh, if we go one at a time, then... The bad things will spawn for one of us. I'm just going to move towards the mirror, but not into it. It is now Alan's turn. Alan, make a death save. Don't tell us the result. It is rolled. Dark Jeb is going to walk over and just help Dark Fox drag real Alan. So between the two of them, they have now reached the end of the room. So they're standing oh no. at like the border to where the infinite mirror <laughs> kind of thing is off in the distance. Uh, all right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. 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 I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Give me a second. I'm thinking. I need to uh, think it. Uh, 
15 seconds. Okay, I'm going to pull out the lodestone, smash it against my chest, cast fly, and I'm going to uh, just zoom straight over the top of the pedestal across the room in through the mirror. Once I get through, I'm going to stay up towards the ceiling with my with Cole, the hand of Cole. I can resummon it into a different place. I'm going to plunge it into the ground, pull it right up underneath uh, Jeb, uh, Dark Jeb, and I'm going to grapple him with it. He needs to make a strength save. Okay, we'll come to that in just a second. Fox, your whole intention was to go through the mirror at the same time. That's basically readying an action. So if you want to jump through the mirror at the same time as Jeb, then you can do that. Um, I'll do that. And as you jump oh. through the mirror, when both of you enter the mirror... yeah the dark reflections of you vanish. And so there is only Owlin unconscious with a box in his hand, basically right at the entrance or I guess exit in from this side of the room. Okay, so when I see them change then and like they're gone, I'm like, oh, right. I would like to turn around and I would like to control Hand of Cole in the other room and have it grab Dark Jeb on the other side. Uh, he rolled a five on the die, so I don't think he passed. I'm gonna take some damage from this. Uh, that's six damage, and he is restrained, so he can't cast any spells. So I feel that Both crunch have- around me. Got it. Dark Fox, who is outside the mirror right now, is going to run towards the mirror. He's going to uh, attempt to stab it with Shadow Walker and see if he can break the mirror. He rolled 11 points of damage, <laughs> and this oh. big rift cuts through the ground at your feet. It's not like you don't fall in or anything, but it's this huge crack that spiders through the ground at your feet. And Jeb, who's still looking back at the mirror, you can see that right where he, boom, impaled the mirror, there's like spidering cracks coming out from there. All right, well, uh, I don't feel like I have enough time to really do anything else except try to get Alan. So I'm going to rush to Alan and attempt to drag him back towards the mirror. Alan is uh, smaller than you remember and therefore very easy to move. (laughs) He is, however, a full move action away from the mirror. So since you crossed the room to get there, you can get him halfway back. So you're at the pedestal now with with Alan dragging him across the floor. And that's going to bring us down to actual Alan. So go ahead and roll your next save. It has been rolled. Dark Jeb is restrained. He's going to roll to try and escape. Uh, he fails. Fox, do you have any potions? Maybe. I, I don't think I have much left. All right, well, I'm going to pull out one of my two potions of greater healing, and I'm going to give it to Owlin and pour it betwixt his lips, hold his hold his, his neck back a little bit. Chet says this is so romantic. Come on, pup. Come on. There you go, little uh, fella. Uh, we got to get out of here. The, the, box. Here, you, the box. You're fine. You're fine. The box is here. We got to get out of here. They're breaking the mirror. We're on the other side. Dark Fox is going to attack the mirror again. Please all don't get trapped in a mirror dimension. Um, Actually, I get a bonus action, and I would like to drop Dark Jeb with uh, a hand of coal and use it to grab and restrain Dark Fox. So he needs to make a strength save DC 14. He does not pass it. He takes four bludgeoning damage, and he is incapacitated. So does real Fox. Be gentle. Are you right on the edge of unconsciousness? If you were to take a number between 44 and zero, probably, I'd be, I'm a, I got a three. Fox, you are halfway across the room dragging Alan. So I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, keep dragging Alan because I, 
I'm not getting stuck in here. It's not going to happen. All right. So, Alan, you wake up and you're being dragged across the floor by Fox. He's continuing <laughs> yeah, to drag you. I'm just following him with the potion. Yep. And <laughs> in this turn, you are able to make it to the wall to go through the mirror together. It'll need to happen on Jeb's turn. I would say I'll stand up and ready the action for when Jeb is ready to go that we all step through together. And I still have the box. Dark Jeb's going to cast Magic Missile so that he can't miss. I was worried about this. He hits the mirror. Each of the three spots is distributed throughout the length of the mirror, and each one causes a crater into the glass that actually bends the membrane in towards you. I will give you one check to try and push through as you see the glass shattering on the other side because you were basically ready to go. And the mirror rolls against you. I'm going to have it roll at disadvantage because it is compromised. 13. 16. The mirror rolled a 10, so two of you made it out. Jeb, not like this. Uh-oh. Oh. Oof. Uh. Uh. 17. Don't scare me like that. Don't scare me. <laughs> All three of you push through literally like actual shards of glass. Oh. So as you push through, instead of being the same smooth membrane you came through the first time, you each take a D4 of damage from the glass shattering. You take three points of damage as the glass shatters on you. So I think Fox falls unconscious as he yes. makes it through to the other side. Oh, no. But you do technically make it to the other side of the mirror. So you rush through the mirror. Your reflections vanish and behind you, the shattered glass rains to the ground. You hear this as all the different pieces scatter across the ground. Ow. The reflected box that you're holding, Owlin, vanishes. The real box that's on the pedestal dunk, falls off as if it was moving oh. with the same momentum as you rushing through the mirror with the one you had. Dunk, like this lead box lands on the ground. And so now there is just quiet. There is the soft hum of the mist kind of swirling ahead of you back in the mirror grid room. I'd like to imagine that I'm just like, I face planted immediately after going through it. I'm just unconscious, like on my face. I'm going to, I'm going to use an Azamar uh, like feature that I haven't used yet because of our lack of magic for a while. Alan's just going to like bend down and touch a hand to uh, Matt or not Matt, Fox, uh, and uh, heal 7 HP. It's healing hands. So you just black out for like a half second, and when you wake up, you're like on the ground and surrounded by glass. <sighs> and then Whoa. and then Alan's going to turn his attention to the box that <sighs> fell off the the pedestal. There is a lead box sitting on the ground there now. Guys, did we, did we make it? Did we make it out? I, I believe we made it out, and it looks as though we've unlocked the box. Alan's going to point down to the box, gesture down to the box. All right. Before anything else happens, and before I keep forgetting that I have this on me, I'm going to pull out that healing cipher. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to point it to myself, dig around for a couple wingles and see if they fit in there. Deduct 10 wingle digits and give yourself the effects of uh, cure wounds. Ten whole wingle digits? That's all my wingle digits that I personally have. <laughs> uh, 1d8 plus 4 is what you heal from that. Okay. Jeb just folds his arms and nods. <laughs> his boy's oh. all grown up. <laughs> if anybody else needs this, uh, it evidently costs ten wingle digits, so I just used the last of my personal reserve. Um, I'm sure oh. you will gain some back, but that... Do, well... 
I'm torn between let's let's focus on this box and then discuss afterwards what what we just experienced. And Alan is going to go over to the box and attempt to open it. All right. I was worried worried about when I fall down. As you go over to the box again. and it opens in your hand, and there there are caps at each end of the box. So you basically pop one of the caps off of the box. It's this one shin long box. And I'm about to send you a Discord message. Okay. Jeb, do you think it's going to glow? Do you think it's going to like do something awesome when he opens it? Jeb just mutters to himself, representing all accumulated wealth and power of the kings of 72 past eons. Zanir shaped this scepter, a blackest obsidian with a rearing dragon head at its, at its head serving as a warning. He's reciting the prophecy that he remembers to those who would risk binding it to their hearts. This too could be tamed if the bearer of the scepter be wise enough to tame the self-servience of all of those rulers who came before. So Alan is going to shake the box as if to try to like get something out of it. And then something kind of comes out of it, but it's not a rod. He pulls out a piece of paper and the look on his face just falls as he just like stands there and reads it. And then after about 30 seconds... Did, did we mess up? He just, he just, uh, like, he doesn't crumple the paper up, but he just kind of, like, throws it down, lets it go, and just k- kicks the pillar that the box was on and just, like, angrily paces over to, like, the, one of the walls and just has, like, one, one hand on his face. What, what, oh, wait, which is hat? I'm going to pull up the note. And, and read it. Okay, I'll read it as if you're reading it. Alan, always one step behind as usual. I'm giving you this warning because of the friendship we once had. As you can tell, these were not my best soldiers, but sufficient enough to kill someone from the Order of the Broken Scepter. But probably not you. I've left to find a way to bring my Lilith back to me. This is your final warning. If you come after the rod again, you'll find that the goodwill of our childhood will no longer be sufficient to save you from harm. You will not take this rod from me alive. Stay away from me. And that's the end of the letter. Oh, Alan. I mean, Alan, we've had no way of knowing. All right. All of the signs were there. We just wasted... We just wasted so much time for all we know. And he just kind of looks at you guys and he's like, Zothkug. We need to to check on Zothkug. This could have been a trap. This was a, a complete waste of our time. One of you can message, right? Somebody message him. I can't. I can't message or reply. You have an earring of sending. Uh, does can he reply with it? Sending is the interdimensional one with no range, and yeah, he can reply. Okay, so Alan will then uh, use the the earring of sending to just send a message to Zoth. This was a dead end. Be aware of trap. <laughs> Be aware of a trap or something like that. Like stay on guard for a trap, something like that, and see if he replies back. Uh, Zoth, you hear that in your head. Just as you are um, standing at the edge of the trees, looking at Makar, who has just dismounted and seems to be like fiddling with one of his constructs. He stopped like in front of, uh, next to the castle? Not next to the castle. He's on his way north away from the castle. And he just quick hopped off the one he was riding and seems to be like tweaking or adjusting or something like that. Makar here walking north on mechanical beasts. Should I follow? That earring has two charges left. Oh, okay. Is, is, is he good? He is good. He says that 
Makar, he's he, that he Makar hasn't seen him yet, but Makar has gone past him and he seems to be riding north. He's wondering if he should follow him. Damn it. I, I, I believe that following him may be the best option. I don't want Zoth to do it alone. Is there any way that we could have Zoth follow him from a distance? And we, How are we going to catch up? I don't know. I'm adding a die to the tension pool. Perhaps he follows without the cart and we catch up with the cart. The tough thing is following with the cart is very obvious. Like we can't, we can't be following him very closely. We would have to track I, him. And I love Soth, but I, I, I just don't think he's gonna, don't let him, let him hear I said that. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's good at that kind of stuff. You know, I, I was the if one who can, did all the tracking. If he can keep his distance, but keep an eye on him, we can track Zoth. Mm. We can't track Makar. Okay, then I will message him back to follow from a distance and be on his guard and we will catch up to him. Does that sound good? Don't like this, but I, I'm not... We can't afford to lose the lead, I guess, but... Mm. I, I agree. Um, so Alan will message Zoth, follow from a distance, be cautious, we will follow... We, we will catch up to you. That And, like, at, we are going as fast as we can, <laughs> basically. Wait, did you, did you tell him not to use the cart? Uh, I did forget to do that. Um, he'll wait for for Zoth's message back, though. I will follow. I have sending to. I will update you with it. Alan's then gonna send back last charge on the earring, I guess. Uh, ditch the cart. We will track with. We will track you with the cart, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's what he'll send. Zoth, you receive that. Okay. Um. All right. I'll leave cart in same spot. All right. So then, yeah. Uh, Zoth, since, you're, like this. since he's outside the trees and you're in them right now, for your first check, I'm not going to make you roll stealth. I'm just going to make you roll perception to keep him in view. Um, okay. And then for all future checks as time passes, I'll make you roll stealth. So roll perception. Um, Non-natural 20. Oh, yeah. Easy peasy. You're, I mean, especially with your adrenaline all hyped up and you've been chilling all day and like you're well rested and like you are, you are in prime condition right now. You are an orc on a mission. And besides, <laughs> you can see at night. So you, um, you easily follow and you're keeping what you are pretty sure is a safe, comfortable distance between you. You know, you can still only barely hear the whir of the, the mechanical constructs moving in the distance. Um, he does, yep. after a short while, he does mount back up onto one of them and the, the party of three continue riding north and you follow him. Okay, I will um, be casting like guidance on myself just continuously to help myself with the stealth checks. So that brings us back down to the three guys who are venturing right now down into a dungeon. So the three of you are standing at the head of the mirror room, um, and that's what's going on right now. Uh, what you doing? I, well, then I, we, I, we should head back. We got to get out of here, yeah. yes. Is um, there any back door uh, in here? Like if we look around, if Makar came in here and got this, did he did he leave out through a back door? That may be possible. And so yeah, if I'm Alan's down to look for something like that. Yeah, what's what's was there anything behind the mirror? I'm gonna check to see if there's anything now that the mirror shattered. Uh looking at the wall behind the mirror, you do actually see it looks like a panel of that wall can be moved if you could just find the mechanism. And I'll And let Alan you got use. a dirty twenty to investigate for a for a mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> Fox finds the like slab of wall that looks different and Alan, as you're examining it, you're able to find like, ah, yes, there's a simple pressure plate here and that should open the door in this way. Whatever the way, you're able to get the door open. As the door cracks open, you hear three things 
the first thing you hear is the sound of rushing water moving through the labyrinth towards you. <laughs> the next thing that you hear yeah. is overhead sort of rumbling down through the stone. You can hear a bunch of running footsteps. Um, they are heavy footsteps. And so it's rumbling down through the ground. It's not like they're right where you are. It's like somewhere above you, like way in the distance. A bunch of things have begun moving. Um, and the third thing that you notice is that there is a breeze coming through the tunnel towards you. So it kind of confirms your suspicion. Like this is a way out up to above ground. I'm going to pocket a shard of the mirror real quick. Mm. How long do I stay small? Uh, you. It's concentration. Yeah, it's, you're not small anymore. I'm Sorry, no I should have mentioned that. Great, I forgot cool. to. All right, let's go. I'm going to use the lodestone and cast fly. Well, I still have fly on myself. It's for 10 minutes. So don't let my short stubby feet slow them down. It's a long hallway. It's still made with the good craftsmanship of the rest of it, but there is no like ambient lighting, no mist, nothing like that. Like this is clearly a practical utility corridor. And then eventually there is a spiral stair that leads up. In the distance, mm. you can see the Thief King's Keep. The sun has just crossed over the horizon, so it's like a, a deep blue or nearly purple outside. Now that you're above ground, it sounds like a small legion of steel soldiers are marching out of the keep. However, the keep exit oh. is on the west side, so they have to leave from the side that's not facing you. There's the tree line that kind of goes around the keep and could lead you back to the truck, or you could go north into the plains where you know Zothkug is. Which way would you like to go? Uh, I believe that the best course of action may be get to the tree line, find the cipher truck, and then find Zoth. Fox just nods and immediately starts moving towards the tree line. Um, I'm going to keep my hand on my good old Shadow Walker. How much time did it take to get us out of there, and how much time do I have left on my fly? It took like five, ten minutes to get out of there, so that's probably about the end of your fly spell. All right, I'm going to re-up it, and I am going to just shoot up into the sky and start scanning for Zoth. Zothka, I'd like to get your next stealth check. 16. You can actually see Zoth, like, not way north, but far enough north that, like, you would need the cart the cart to catch up with him. Um, he is cresting a hill and about to walk out of sight. And you cannot see Makar from where you are, but assumedly Makar is somewhere ahead of Zothkug in the valley, you know, below that hill. I'm going to shoot a message down to Owlin and Fox and say, I can see Zoth, he's almost out of sight. Uh, I'm going to go catch up with him. Uh, if you guys want to follow my path, uh, I'm gonna beeline directly there. You can meet us there with the cart. Uh, did you? Which one did? You, which one of us did you message? Alan. Uh, Alan will reply with uh, affirm affirmative. Well, we'll follow you. Movement and dash. I've got 120 feet of movement. It'll take you probably one more of Zothkug's stealth checks to catch up, but then you'll catch up to him and you can roll stealth checks together. Wow. Yay. The other two of you, both of you roll stealth with advantage because it's nighttime and Fox is a rogue and you sort of have the time for him to like point out a good path to you. I got a 12. I... Got a 16. You head over to the tree line and begin making your way towards the cart. You'll get there in just a little bit. Let's jump back over to Zothkug. Zoth, roll one more stealth check for me before Jeb catches up to you. 21. After a little more ways of following, you're now down in the valley and uh, sort of skirting around some trees because Makar did not go into the woods. He also went around them. He's going back up the hill on the other side. At the top of the hill, he turns around and looks back, so you kind of duck behind some cover. And as you duck behind <laughs> cover, you can see Jeb, like, really low to the ground, trying to use the, the tree line, like the very top of the trees, to hide himself as he kind of comes in for a landing next to you. 
Uh, Jeb, let's roll your first stealth check. Baby's first stealth check. 13. You still don't see any indication from Makar that he has spotted you. He turns around and continues going over the crest of the hill. Owlin and Fox, the two of you are now in the trees. You just need to get to the cart, get it started, and get moving. So I need one more stealth check from each of you to make it there. You can hear the, the Steel Legion kind of walking towards the woods. So like they, they do seem to have a general sense of where you might be. Is it still at advantage? Um, no, because they're close enough now that they're percepting against you. Are you sure? I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> does my nat 20 help him? Yeah, does his nat 20 cover up my two? Roll to confirm it. If you roll above a 10, you can both have it. I did roll above a 10. Let's, Let's go, go 13. <laughs> Alan steps on a twig, and as it's about to crunch, you feel it bend under your foot, and Fox reaches out with his hand and, like, covers <laughs> it and, like, stops you mid-step. <laughs> and like puts Dang. a finger to his lips. And then together the two of you are able to like extricate yourself and then continue moving. As you move, you can see the first of the steel soldiers making its way into the woods, heading just a little bit off center from where you are. So it's like it sort of knew the general region, but didn't quite get to you. You make it to the cipher truck. Oh shoot, we don't have Jeb's magic to, tr to move it. We have to use the wingle digits. Are we out of wingle digits after we use this? You open up the pouch and you see in there you've got 447 wingle digits left. How much does it cost? It's 100. It's 100. Okay, well, shoot. We're just gonna have to do it. <laughs> the travel speed will be faster though, which is yeah, what we need. Yeah, we load it up and we were, I'm, Alan will navigate to where he saw Jeb go over the horizon. As um, Makar turns away and heads over the hill, uh, Alan, I'm sorry, Jeb ends off. You like give it one minute just to be sure he's not gonna like double back and come back. And then as you step up, you can hear the, the soft kind of crunching of the ground underneath the cipher truck of it coming to catch up to you. You make it to the top of the hill just as the cipher truck catches up to you. So you are now at the top of the hill looking down towards Makar. And now I need the group to roll a stealth check. Fox roll the first one, but we'll rotate through who rolls it for the group each time. I got a total of a 12. Makar does not seem to notice as the cart catches up. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty like, I, I don't want to talk about it. Where's, do we, do you have any idea where Makar is headed? That way. Well, okay. Um, also, have you, Are you guys talking so quiet? He's like way over there and we're inside the car. I was going to say something, but this was amusing. Zoth, have you seen him carrying anything? Is he clutching any, I mean, anything that could look like it's holding the rod or like he's carrying the rod? I couldn't tell really, but he had three of these like mechanical wolves with him. It was very mm. strange, but... If this conflict comes to blows, which it very well might at this point, um, that he will be a challenge in, of himself. So him having extra forces maybe more difficult did you guys find any loot to sell uh i think we got um, a bit distracted by the lack of a rod it did look like it was there at one point yes but this was that it he, was likely uh, his his hiding place for it until now it seems he's on the move i see he took the back door and bolted and that's why we're on the chase i kind of i, I kind of want to get close and take a look at those uh those beast things because uh, if they're machines, then I can locate object on them if we ever if we lose him. But I don't know. Mm, that is a, that is a good point. 
what what I myself will probably not. I'm not agile enough to get close without being caught. So that may be. Uh, this is uh, this is Fox territory. I was gonna say, but Jeb needs to be the one closest enough, right? Or yeah, I need to be familiar with it. Maybe I can get you close enough. I was thinking of just flying over there. I've got a whole bunch of more charges on this thing. Well, if you're flying, I can hide you and make sure. As long as you're not touching the ground, get you close enough without him seeing you. You're going to sit on my back and drape a cloth over me? Like, what are you talking about? Hiding? No, I just I move fly? silently, but then I can just kind of guide you, right? And since you're not touching the ground, I don't have to worry about you stepping on nothing. Mm. Uh, um, another thought that I uh, so was you're silent, thinking of on, on the way here <laughs> is... Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stupid joke. Um, <laughs> I thought it was good. <laughs> um, what if what if we tracked him until night, and if he makes or it is night, I guess. Hmm, I didn't think about that. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say whenever he rests, I don't know. It, it, Does he need to rest? I don't know. This is a dumb idea. I was going to say we could just attack him when he's when it, or not attack him, but attempt to to pilfer the rod if he has it. Um, we do have the shackles, though, right? We do. So when he sleeps, we could shackle him. There, that that's a good idea. And then just attempt to see if he has the rod. And I, it feels it, the, that feels um, die to the tension pool. Not right. Um, kind of low for what we do. But what do you if mean? it's not, I mean, just attacking someone when. He's defenseless and just taking his stuff. He has three robots with him. That is true. The robots would probably be keeping watch. I did not think about that. If we're um, careful, we don't have to attack them. Even with the with the with the automatons, we have to be really careful. <laughs> if you but think it's it's, doable. I don't know. Automatons is more your guys' thing. You know, you and Jeb. This is true. That's not me. Not, not you, Wazal. I mean, we avoided those Steel Legion guys, but they were pretty close on us, and I'm not sure how. It, I believe it would be very difficult. These, if these, if these were constructs were built for the intention of protecting Makar over land travel, then they will have un- very good percepting abilities. Alan, you are the next stealth check for the cipher track. While we're doing this, can I have taken a short rest? If we, if Alan passes this stealth check, it will have been long enough that you can have a short rest. Okay. I really would love it if Makar rolled really bad because I got five. Including his very perceptive beasts, right? They must also... Yeah, I would love it if the beasts also sucked at that. Yeah. Chat just redeemed advantage for you. Oh. Yay. Oh. I got a six. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Just as you crest a hill, a cloud moves and the moonlight kind of silhouettes the cypher truck at the top of a hill. And at the same time, at the crest of the next hill, you can see that Makar has turned around, his eyes narrow as he locks vision with you. <laughs> you were always too stupid to know when you were beaten. What are you doing following me? Did you not get my note? I thought we were really far away. I didn't get your note. He turned around and saw you. He's yelling to you now across the hill. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't get your note. (laughs) Yes, off. You be the the mouthpiece. Uh, We received your letter. We 
Oh, Alan is kind of, I don't know. I don't know if Alan knows what to say. What? Why did you guys tell me about the note? Alan, stand up on top of the cypher truck and make a nice silhouette and look all cool and intimidating. Alan's kind of frozen. I think Alan's free. Alan mm-hmm. freezes up. We got your note. And I give thaumaturgy to Fox. We didn't. We didn't. We kind of want to talk to you about it. Is that okay? Can we talk about it? <laughs> I'm like looking back. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Al- <laughs> Alan is just like staring into space. Well, if you got my note, then you know there's nothing left to say. And he pulls out a big warhammer and he has a shield and he throws the shield in the air and it starts orbiting around him as he, his eyes glow blue with energy and he starts approaching you guys. That's not good. <laughs> Alan suddenly looks up, sees this, and something happens in his eyes and he either metaphorically or literally presses the gas on the cypher truck <laughs> and is and is charging the cypher truck at Makar. <laughs> what is happening? Is this the dark knight? I think it is. Yeah, I think this is the dark knight. I'm gonna cast spirit guardians. They appear as angelic, literal guardians circling the cypher truck. As the cypher truck rushes towards Makar, Zothkug begins whispering this ritual and you see spirits arising around you. Directly in front of the cypher truck leading the charge, you see circles, spectral form, manifest. And he's just standing there, his torn, tattered coat flapping in the wind, roaring as he soars towards Makar. Makar's three steel wolves begin keeping pace with him as he walks towards you. So just like the spirit guardians are around the cypher truck, there's sort of a V-shape of these three steel defenders walking with him. How far away are they from me? They will reach you this turn, but only if they take the dash action. So they're, you know, 120 to 150 feet away right now. So I want the dog with the higher initiative to perform a defensive maneuver and stand in front of me to protect me. I am going to kind of step to the side a little bit and prepare a spell for when they get within 90 feet of me. And I'm going to target Alan with it. Uh, That brings us to Fox's turn. I mean, I can't stop what's happening here, all right? I look around me and Alan, like a man possessed, has grabbed hold of the cart, is just going to run down his former childhood friend. Uh, Zoth is even casting at this point. I mean, at this point, I'm going to crawl out on top of the cart pull out Shadow Walker and ready a javelin throw. That brings us to the next construct's turn. I kind of want them to like stack up so when the cart hits, it's not good for the cart. The first two constructs at least have moved out of the V formation and are now standing shoulder to shoulder in front of you. And they're, you know, a good 20 or 30 feet in front of you so that they can try and slow its momentum before it hits you. I'm, gonna, I'm like on Alan's back, patting him on the, like, on the <laughs> shoulder while he's like driving like a madman. I'm like, What's your play, Alan? Alan doesn't respond. Are we, are we going big? Alan doesn't respond. He's glaring down Makar. I'm going to swing up on top of the cart with uh, with Fox. I'm going to pull out the lodestone, and instead of smashing it against my chest to cast Fly, I'm going to hold it in the air at Makar, and I'm going to cast Reversed Gravity, and I'm going to center it Ooh. so that he is on the edge of it, and 
it's going to shoot them 100 feet into the air. You fling him 100 feet into the air. Now he's prepared a ranged attack for you guys. Because this is all happening at once, I'm going to have him roll a dexterity save to see if he can do that before you attack him. Because really, in real time, this is like all happening as the yeah. card is racing towards sure. him. So I'll give him that roll as soon as we figure out what else is prepared for this round. I was going to prepare a guiding bolt for 60 feet. Oh, sorry, 120 feet. 120. Alan doesn't know that he's about to do this thing to Makar, so Alan's intention is to floor it at Makar. Just yeah. run him over. Yeah. Okay. And the the final construct, Makar, is also going to take its place in front of you as, as like a defensive wall, because that's what you said you wanted them to do. Okay, Perfect. so in order, Guiding Bolt hits first. That is a 21. Uh, that hits. 15 damage. Does the type matter? Uh, I have resistance to necrotic and radiant. It's radiant damage, yeah. 46 radiant, so take half of it. Uh, the next thing that's going to happen is the lodestone, and um, at the same time as the cart's racing towards him, I'm going to give him a deck save to see whether he's able to get his attack off in time because he was preparing an attack for the people he could see in the cart. So these are the next two longest range things. So roll your deck save, and we're going to make the DC. This is a fast-moving thing, so we're going to go, let's make it 15 for your dexterity save. And just as a point of clarity... Um, I'm wanting to position it so that like he's not in the center of it. He's like a quarter of the third or a third of the way into it to give us some more space. Right, so the cart doesn't just fly off the ground as well. Yeah, and actually it's like to the side rather than just backward, like sure. further behind. You're positioning it to be good. <laughs> <laughs> just just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Makar, Full disclosure. How are we doing on that deck save? Uh, 11. Okay, so Makar is flung 100 feet into the air. Uh, let's have you roll a constitution save to see if you can maintain concentration to cast it. Let's do it that way. All right. Constitution 15. So I rolled with advantage to maintain constitution. I rolled a 22 and a 25. All right. Uh, so you are able to get off that prepared spell. So I need Alan to make a constitution 15 save. Okay. Uh, I forget what, let me, oh gosh, this is going to be close. 11 plus 5 is 16. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, Ooh. nothing happens then. The next thing that's going to happen is the 60-foot ranges, which so Fox is next. So would I be out of range now that I have been flung 100 feet in the air? You're definitely higher than 60 feet. You are no longer able to reach him with the javelin. The constructs should be in the air. You're right. They also float up in the air and begin oscillating. So then the next question Great. is, can you stop before the cart goes up in the air? Because you're going full speed. So, Alan, uh, you are the one piloting. I would like you to make an Arcana check at disadvantage to stop. The reason it's disadvantage is because you and Jeb did not coordinate where the anti-magic or the anti-gravity begins. This is bad. I got a five. The cart <laughs> skids into the anti-gravity field and whoop, you're on your way up. Fox, <laughs> roguelike, dexterous, mounted on the roof, you are in javelin range. <laughs> Fox, go ahead and roll to chuck a javelin at him and then we'll do the next round. To, to note, uh, the next attack against Makor will have advantage because that's just a thing of guiding. Okay. Him. Oh, cool. So, wait, 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 wait. His name is Makar and he's my childhood friend. Stop mispronouncing yeah. <laughs> it. Gosh. Okay, so we're attacking with Shadow Walker while it's night. So that's advantage. Throw me. Let me fly to glory. 24 to hit? 24 hits. Okay, Jeb, I don't know what you did, but I'm not liking it. <laughs> the first construct is going to go. That construct is going to open its mouth, and you can see little steel fangs where the, the wolf's fangs would be, and magic missile emanates out of it. Fox, you take four points of damage. Jeb, you take three points of damage. Okay, I need to make a constitution saving throw. 
to maintain the reverse gravity mm. spell. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, about to be bad for everybody. <laughs> 16, I think that's good. Yeah, that'll be fine. I'm going to activate the Necrotic Shroud. Your eyes briefly become pools of darkness and ghostly flightless wings sprout from your back. Can I, like, swim forward in the air <laughs> to, like, try to get within the range? How about you make an athletics at disadvantage to try and use one of your constructs? Uh, 23 into 10, so disadvantage, I push away. So you're now 25 feet away from the party. I am going to grab my Pipes of Haunting, and every creature within 30 feet of me must make a DC 15 wisdom saving throw or become frightened of me for one minute. Succeed. I got a 19. I got a 12. 23. Okay, so only Fox is affected. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and crawl back into the cart and look around for those wingle digits. You're able to like kind of squirm your way through one of the windows and back into the truck. Uh, Fox kind of comes in like f- like one hand and shoulder <laughs> sort of like squishes in behind Alvin who's still in the driver's seat and like, you know, like kind of finds his way, wriggles his way into the back end of the cypher truck. I'm gonna pull out my cypher and <laughs> shove another out of the, the our entire storage of Winkle Digits. I'm gonna shove another 10 um, and heal myself again. <laughs> you feel the cypher getting warm in your hand. Uh, this will be not the construct that got pushed closer to you. Not that it makes much difference. They all can only do one thing right now. It's going to open its mouth and magic missile. And I believe Jeb is now the only exposed person on the outside of the truck. So it's going to hit Jeb twice, once for four damage and once for three. I am bloody. I am going to choose. I'm going to stare at Makar and the constructs and just take them with like blood dripping off my snout and getting all matted up in my fur. And I am going to choose to fail the constitution <laughs> save. And I'm going to drop reverse gravity. Somebody turn on Featherfall. The only people who have turns left are Zothkug and Owlin. All of a sudden, that like weird sort of vertigo suspended feeling is replaced by a plunging sensation as you are just, gravity has reconnected its hold on you. I will uh, try and put 10 wiggle digits in for that. As you're falling, this is still like a slightly difficult thing to maneuver through the truck and do. So we're gonna have you make a dexterity save to like maneuver into position, line up the wingle digits, not, you know, fumble and drop them or anything like that. I got an eight. Zothkug tries, but he like fumbles the wingle digits that are in his hand and they like fall out of his hand. The truck continues plunging mm. downwards, gravity intensifying. Alan, it is your turn. Alan sees that happen and the look on his face is kind of like a, this is an inconvenience. I, I, I just want to, I want to be standing in front of Makar right now, fine. And then he's going to try to, he's going to try to get the wingle digits into the, into the feather fall. Oh gosh. 16. (laughs) Oh, thank God. A 16 is higher than a 14. And so about two thirds of the way to the ground, finally Jeb up top who can't see what's going on, wondering if anyone's gonna finally save him. Owlin like leaps across Fox, grabs the wingle digit Zafka dropped and shoves it into the cypher for Featherfall and Featherfall activates on the cypher truck as it falls. Owlin just looks dead ahead at Makar falling just draws the scimitar of speed and just like has it gripped in his hand and he's just like at the nearest exit of the cypher truck just as soon as we touch down I'm getting out. It's three more rounds until the truck touches the ground. Makar, do you have anything that you want to do other than just take the impact? 
So as I'm falling, a new book. could I like angle and try to like, you know, fall in a way that I can like grab onto the cart, maybe like the bottom of it or the front of it? Absolutely, but it will be very difficult. <laughs> it sat on 19 for half a second, then rolled to nine. Oh. Makar tries to grab the side of the cypher truck and is unsuccessful. Are there any other tricks in your toolkit or are you slamming on the ground? So I didn't want to have to do this, but <laughs> I just want to cast rope trick. <laughs> this is a trick that they perfected. <laughs> Look at it. So the irony. So wow. the two of you, so Alan, you're looking forward with your scimitar out in front of you, and he'll have to do the same check you did to avoid breaking your arm. But in front of you, you see a rope spool out from Makar. Now, Makar, you need to make a... Uh, I can't remember if I had Alan roll strength or constitution, so the party can choose. Strength, strength or constitution. Okay. pretty sure. It will strength. be a strength save to hold on to the rope. That's all right. Roll the 18 on the die. Uh, hey <laughs> That's a 23 on the save. So the rope spools out above him, um, and he actually catches himself about 20 feet off the ground, uh, and you are now mm. just dangling from your rope trick 20 feet off the ground. <laughs> so the cart is actually about even with him right now. It's like kind of moving past him. Your three constructs take the impact. This went a lot harder real fast than I thought it was ever going to go. This went from like, oh, we're going to have this showdown on the mountains at, at moonlight to like, we're going to run him down with a cypher truck to we're up at 100 feet in the air doing magic duels to like, I guess we're all falling now. Jim's feeling salty. Like, yeah. Um, that's a very weird combat. Josh, on, sure. my, uh, on my turn, could I still use a bonus action while we're at it? Uh, yeah, sure, go ahead. I'm going to use my bonus action to a second wind. I healed for nine. Okay, the three constructs slam into the ground. Two of them shatter into pieces, and the third has this, like, huge amount of damage. I mean, its legs are kind of crushed weird, but it does seem to still be functioning. Like, it, you know, its head is still alert and looking around and moving. That brings us to Fox. So you are now in the cypher truck. It's floating downwards. Um, I'll rematerialize Shadow Walker in my hands and go for that another javelin throw. I thought, are you inside the cypher truck now or no? I'm going to throw it out the window. I'm oh, like, okay. I'm going to lean out the passenger window. I'm just like, this is a drive-by. All right? I don't think you understand. This is A-team out, out to the side of the helicopter. No, no, no. It's not a drive-by, Matt. It's a fly-by. Oh, yeah. you're right. It's a fly-by. It's a fall-by. <laughs> Fall-bys. So, I did not hit him. That was him. so bad, Jake. <laughs> wait. Wait, wait. I forgot my advantage. I did not hit him. So if I add in this modifier and calculate it with my skill ranking and then factor in my level, I rolled a I did not hit. <laughs> Carry the seven. Is there a, a universe in which I could angle a lightning bolt that would hit him and the construct? I guess that, that his little dog's already on the ground. Yeah, his dog is on the ground, so you could not hit them both, but you can fire a lightning bolt. Yep, I want that. Uh, eight total. That is 26 points of oh, lightning damage. Got him. As he just grinds up the... Jeb is not holding back. Well, Jeb's bloodied. I mean, he's like yeah. not quite on his last legs, but he, I mean, he's, you know, he's... he's I'm at 16 hit points, y'all. I'm a squishy wizard. Yeah, Jeb looks a little bit like Rambo as a mole at the moment. How far away is he from the truck? Uh, he's about 25 feet away because falling downwards, I think okay. he probably didn't have much momentum shift. Uh, I'm going to try and cast command on him. Halt. He will take no actions on his next turn. I rolled an 11 for a wisdom save. That fails. Makar halts. Alan is still just like sitting in the driver's seat of the... Uh, 
of the cart. He's just staring at Makar still, and you see him. He's still clutching his sword. He he. You hear him mutter to him to himself, and he casts false life on himself. Gives him five extra hit points, uh, five okay. five temporary hit points. That brings us to the top of initiative order, which is the one remaining construct who's laying on the ground. That construct is going to open its mouth and attack with another set of two magic missiles. Those Can two it magic target Zoth. Sure. You can roll to keep your spirit guardians. What's the DC? DC equals 10 plus half the damage you take. 16 on the die, total 19. Boo. The circles nice. are still standing in front of your cypher truck along with a couple other shimmering spirits around you. I'm still afraid of of Bakar, uh, the person who just uh, managed to survive a fall and, 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 and do things. I don't like it. I think I'm just going to re- recall Shadow Walker and this time, I'm just gonna like back up a little bit and like look like I'm really trying to steady my aim. But other than that, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna ready in action. Actually, wait, how far away from the ground are we? Ten feet. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna nail that little little sucker down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that little construct. Yeah, no, he's he's getting he's got I'm, mm, straight down there. <laughs> Uh, I didn't do that actually. <laughs> Wait, you have I don't have disadvantage. I have advantage. Just I, I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> okay, uh, you give it a go, but it, it doesn't. It doesn't yeah. play out for you. Dang. Can you set the scene for me real quick? Yeah, absolutely. The cipher truck is slowly feather falling towards the ground. Ten feet ahead of you and twenty-five feet in front of you is Makar hanging from the end of his rope. He has not taken any actions this round. About 10 feet in front of you and 10 feet below you is the construct laying on the ground that is still like twitching and broken. You are falling towards a gradual hill. So technically when you land, like you'll be lower down than when Makar lands, but not by very much. And the hill is just plains grass. There's no like real cover or ornamentation because the tree line is behind you. I'm going to swing inside of the cipher truck, kind of down in through the door. And Owlin is still perched uh, on the edge of the door, right? Yeah, Owlin is just like ready to get out. Jeb pulls out his last number three shell and this is his last lightning bolt. He locks it in and he shoots it instead at uh, Owlin and your feet flame up with the dragon flames again. And I say, go get him, pub. Alan, Alan just like looks at you and gives a nod. I'm going to cast command again. Wisdom saving throw. <clears throat> That's a nat 20 plus one. Nice. Nothing happens. Damn. <laughs> okay. Tell me if this is possible. Alan wants to prepare the action of getting right out of the cypher truck. As soon as Makar falls, he's going to like dash toward, like not literally dash, but like get towards them and attack. Like that's like, that's what he's going to do. So the construct on the ground as the cypher truck lands to the ground and Alan leaps out, the construct is going to make its two little magic missile attacks. Oh dang. Yeah, get him. Uh, it rolls three damage and then four damage to Alan as it hits you with its, it's like a little turret now. Like <laughs> it's stationary. So it's just oh, a light. My ad clear is so important. I kind of forgot that that was still alive if I'm being honest. Um, I am going to cast... Shatter mm. at a point on the cart. No. So everyone within the range, a 10-foot radius, needs to make a con save of 15. It also has the cool effect that things within a thousand feet here. I got a 15. 
I got a 16. Natural 20. I got a, um... With a confirmed natural 20. <laughs> Yo. Yo. I got a 9. You uh... covered Fox's ears. <laughs> well, oh, no. Could I, could I absorb some of the shockwave into that piece of the mirror? Since that mirror was like this other dimensional thing. That's a dope suggestion for reasons that you don't know because they weren't triggered during that fight. I will allow it if you're willing to accept the incoming consequences. Oh, no. <laughs> so maybe you throw that in front of Fox and it like absorbs the damage that was meant for Fox. Yeah, I would like to do that. Uh, also, all the windows of the cypher truck blow out. I will make my con save to maintain concentration. I do not. The spirit guardians um, go away. So the windows blow out and the glass shards like fly through the spirit guardians who kind of fade out of existence. <laughs> Jeb, the mirror in your hand, it turns golden and it starts to heat up a little bit. Okay. It's either really good or really bad. <laughs> I am going to shimmy down the rest of the rope with my movement. As a bonus action, cast Defensive Field. So I get six temporary HP. And then I'm going to use an Action Surge and I'm going to make two attacks on Alan. Okay, before you use your Action Surge, Alan delayed the attack on you as soon as you touched the ground. He did. So um, your bonus action, I think you probably do before then because you land and that's what you're doing as yes. Alan rushes you but then Alan does run up to you and he can take the attack that he prepared. Alan will do two attacks with the scimitar of speed. One of them is a nat 20. The other one is nice. like, I think 10 total. So that's probably going to miss. I did confirm the nat 20. Woo! But, uh, Go Alan. So Alan will like leap forward with these, with these fiery boots. They singe Makar. Alan takes two swipes at Makar. The first one barely misses. The second one he swipes across for 12 damage. And he just like looks Makar straight in his eyes and he he like he 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 yells in the voice that he normally would use while raging. Like you've only heard him this voice come out of Alan while he's raging, but he's not raging. He just says, You were supposed to be better! I will use my thunder gauntlets to punch you in the face. So does a 15 hit you? It does. After that first attack, Alan is already down. He does all of this. He runs up to Makar. He attacks him. Oh, Makar no. takes one swipe at him, and Alan no. is knocked backwards and down. I'm going to use the other attack to hit Alan while he's down. Oh, no. shoot. Oh. So I'm going to... That's two death saves. Yes, it is. Fox, it's your turn. You are on the ground. So is Alan in a different way. <laughs> and you are within easily within running up in melee range or other participation in the fight. There's the little construct on the ground that just shot a little magic missile at Alan as he ran. There's Makar... Um, standing over Alan, who's just fallen, and Makar hit him once in the face, and then while he was down, he just like wound up and slammed him again right in the gut while he was down. I'm gonna pull some wingle digits out of the cart, run up, slam him into the cipher, like shove it right into Alan, basically. Seven health points. I'm gonna try to stand in between Alan, like stand over top of Alan and Makar, and just just like stand there, not like this. I am going to run over to Alan. Hup, 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 little mole feet. Probably can't even see me with the tall grass. I'm going to pour my last greater healing potion to Alan. Alan's up to 19 hit points. He hasn't he hasn't stood up yet, but. I'm gonna say, Makar, you're capable, but you're just not as good as Alan. 
and I'm going to cast Fog Step and boom, bamf back to the truck. So I'm going to cast Beacon of Hope as my action. So I choose any number of creatures within range, which is 30 feet. So I'm choosing my entire party. For the duration, which is concentration for a minute, each target has advantage on wisdom saving throws and death saving throws, and they regain the max number of hit points possible from any healing. Uh -huh. For a bonus action, I will cast Healing Word on Alan, so he will get the max. Alan is going to stand up. He stands up. He puts a hand on Fox's shoulder and and just, like, gives him, a, like, a bit of a smile and a nod. Like, he looks... Before he looked, in like, enraged and focused. Now he looks confident. He gets, puts a hand on Fox. He gives him a smile and a nod. He moves off, to, off a little bit to the side so that he can be... He's, he's in melee range with Makar. He looks at Makar and he says... I know now the difference. It's that I stayed with my friends. He rages. He has taken the path of a Storm Herald Barbarian. And so this time when he rages, previously when he raged, he would have his ethereal wings and his voice would get all raspy and stuff. This time as he rages, you see lightning flashing in his eyes and you see dark clouds gather in a 10-foot sphere around him and lightning strikes Makar. I'm gonna do a bonus action real quick. As he's doing this, I'm gonna pull out a saxophone <laughs> and start and start playing the saxophone to really hype him up. <laughs> okay. Um, and a, you get a bardic inspiration of a oh, D6. Oh, let's, let's go, okay. Um, Did, is that a thing that I made a thing? <laughs> I, took, I think I took, so. I took a level of bard. I never knew. That's so awesome. Makar takes uh, two lightning damage and four fire damage. Fire from the from the uh, you know the boots. Two lightning damage from the the strike, and then he's gonna attack twice with the scimitar of speed. One of them is a 27, uh, and the other one is like a 25 plus 6, like a 31. So two attacks that both do 12 damage, totaling 24 damage. I knew you were too stupid to get it. These gods aren't going to give you what you want. And then he just falls over, eyes staring at Alan. Can I go see how he is? Yep. I'm not doing anything. I just want to check him. Medicine. He out. It is the dog's turn next in initiative order. And it deals... I keep thinking that thing's dead. How is it not dead? <laughs> it deals seven points of damage to uh, whoever is at the back of the group that it can see. Alan stepped in front of Fox. Jeb Misty stepped back to the cart. So it's Fox. Fox takes seven points of damage as the dog casts magic missile on you. Ow! Who... Is that little... <laughs> it's still up, like... <laughs> <laughs> Whose turn is next in initiative order, then? Macars, make a death save. <laughs> Don't tell us what you rolled. Okay. I'm gonna go fucking nail that I'm little shit. <laughs> not kidding. Not kidding. I rolled in that 20. Swear to God. Uh, as I walk away, I'm assuming that, like, that's what happens behind me, but I'm gonna go nail this little bastard. <laughs> um, I'm rolling. I'm going to melee range. Uh, and we got a. Are you kidding me? Does a 10 hit? The dog? <laughs> It doesn't. <laughs> this thing is incapacitated on the ground. And you attacked it. And it doesn't. Fox is like so angry that he can't even aim straight. Come on, Shadow Walker. Just hit it the for me. He's just swiveling slightly out of the way. 
<laughs> if it weren't trying to kill you, it would kind of be cute. It's like, you know, like looking up at you. <laughs> uh. When Alan is staring there, looking there, staring at me, I'm going to grab him and just cast Thunder Wave on both of us. Mm. Uh, it'll be a DC 15 con save. I got a 16. So y'all would take six Thunder damage, but I'm also going to do that to myself. I'm, I'm not going to let them take me alive. Um, Makar finally breathes his last there on the ground. And uh, after Fox, you stomp towards the dog, but it's actually powered down on your way over to it. Um, the, the dog appears to have lost function. Alan's going to stand up and he looks at Makar and it's, it, he just looks at him with like the Alan, look of, of pity. You have to tell me right now, do we want him alive? He's dead. Want- He's dead, dead, dead. Yes. Alan- do we want him alive? We can spend a diamond. Do we need him alive? Do you want him alive? You have to decide right now. We have a minute. I'm putting 30 seconds on the timer. It's your call, Alan. I support you. Whatever you choose, man. I, I just want to remind you that we had a hard enough time putting him down, and I, I know he's your friend, though. Alan gives him... 10 seconds. ...a look, and it is a look of complete sadness that transitions Three. to pity. And One. he spits on Gone. his breastplate... And nope. says he was a coward and okay. walks away. What's everybody else doing? Alan's walking away. I'm going to go pat him down yep. for a <laughs> pat, That's what I was waiting for. Is anybody going to look? <laughs> you pat down the body. Like, like what's Alan like stoically turns around and walks away? Jim's just like, here we're, here we're, time to do some business, guys. Jeb, what's your wisdom modifier? I'm sorry, your wisdom score, not your wisdom mod. My wisdom score is a solid and respectable 10. You pat down the body. And obviously nothing on the outside where the armor is. And then you go inside the first layer of armor. You peel back one of the, like the sort of coat thing that he's wearing. And as you're patting him down, all of a sudden you, nobody else sees or hears anything, but Jeb, you feel a surge of dragon's breath fire roar up your arm and into your shoulder. The heat sears into you and it deals seven points of damage as like, and you, again, you see it and experience it, like as if a dragon were right there breathing Mm -hmm. fire on you, but nobody else sees it or, or, you know, hears anything. You can smell a little bit of burning from the fabric on Jeb's coat though. Alan. Alan will turn and he like, his, his gaze like pretty much immediately softens after he sees like what, he's kind of like has this look of like, oh yeah, like (laughs) kind of snapped out of a little bit of like his own feelings there and just like, and he, he goes up to, to Jeb. Yes. Do you think you have have it in you, pup? Alan will look down as to like what he's referring to, and he looks back up to Jeb, and he just like gives him a nod. But it's a different nod than the the nod that he gave Jeb earlier when he gave him the boots. This is much more of a nod of 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 Jeb's friend, almost like more of a nod of we have this. And so he's gonna reach down for the rod what is your wisdom score 15 you reach down for the rod and you just like jeb you know you kind of have to like reach underneath the coat to get Mm -hmm. to it and your hand feels this like solid something and then just as jeb experienced it you feel and experience a dragon's breath fire roaring up your arm and kind of soaking soaking into your shoulder. It deals three points of damage, and you feel, like I said, you can feel the heat. It's, like, right there with you. (laughs) He'll, like, kind of (laughs) jolt back a little bit and kind of be like, "Uh, I guess, well, I guess not. Um, I'm going to sit down on the ground and look over and, like, what what are you guys... What's going on? 
Does he have the rod? The the rod seems to he have does. some sort of protective measure that uh, neither Jeb nor I seem to have been able to penetrate. But if it's anything like Jeb's experience with the rod, perhaps it just needs to be in contact with someone of the right... Um, it's searching for the right person. Can I do an arcana check to see, figure out what it might be? Nope. Okay, I will uh, also try and feel Jeb's it. Going to, Jeb's going to recite, as, as Zoth approaches it, he's going to recite that prophecy, too, where he says, Zunir shaped this scepter of blackest obsidian with a rearing dragon at its head, serving as a warning to those who would risk binding it to their hearts. This too could be tamed if the bearer of the scepter be wise enough to tame the self-servience of all those rulers who came before. I think that's you, Zoth. I think that's me too, man. Zoth, what's your wisdom score? Uh, my wisdom score is 20. Be, be careful, Zoth. Zoth, you reach down and, you know, you have to kind of like slide your hand under the coat and whatever to try and find it and you feel the dragon's head first. It's the first part you come into contact with. But to you, it just feels warm. And you wrap your hand around the head and you pull the scepter forth. And there in your hand, about one shin long, is the dragon's head scepter of the rod of many parts. And you can feel that there's something within the scepter. There's some challenge or process to go through to prove your worthiness. You, you haven't unlocked the powers within the scepter, but it has, it has judged you worthy to wield it. And as Zothkug lifts up the scepter, the moonlight catches on it, kind of plays over the dragon's head. And all of you see staring back up at you the, the snarling maw of an adult dragon. And the rest of the rod is just pure black, like purest onyx. And that's what you see as tonight's Dungeons & Dragons session comes to a close. Oh my goodness.